Hey, how you guys doing? This is producer from Brothers Comics. Welcome to the Marble Hacks Season 11, Episode 1 of the Marble Hacks, where we are going to kick it old, old school, y'all. We're going all the way back to 1991, something that we've been talking about for a little while. We are going to look at the relaunch of the X-Men when they went to the Blue and Gold team back in October of 1991. There's so much that goes on in these books as well as what's going to happen after these actually start. It's really like a comic book revolution. On the line tonight, I have the full complement of Marvel Hacks on the line. It's the Sandman. say what's happening? We're going to go back, way back. What's going on, everybody? Hey, man, we're just chilling. We see your moving boxes in the back there. It looks like an Xbox. That's right. The, or as we call them, furniture now. <laughs> yeah, we got all that stuff. Sandman doing the most hated adult activity of all time. And I'm never doing it again. I stay here forever. Man, it's just the worst, an absolute worst. Everything also, about it is awful. Yeah, also on the line is the, uh, and if you're looking on the uh, YouTube version of this, his background is magnificent as well as his 720 camera on his uh, thing. It's Brother Beavis. What's going on, man? See my awesome beard. Yes. <laughs> hey, what's well, that? You know, this could be a risky one. We're delving back into our past, something we enjoyed a long time ago. This could be dream crushing. Yeah, it, it could be. Uh, it could be. And there's some. Loving things that we're going to say about some of these books, and maybe you'll love it or think the same way, but maybe not. Also on the line, Hush, what is that background? I have no idea what's going on there. That's the Hellfire Club. The Hellfire Club. Soon. Oh, yeah, very nice. Yeah, okay. Nice. Well, very nice. Yeah, that'll kind I thought of that was the Circle Club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can't say Hellfire we, Club. We yeah. got three members on the, on the uh, panel. Yeah, yeah, remember that. Noted. Um, so we're going to kick this off. This is a, this is really, and again, we're going to use wrestling references. We're going to say fuck Hulk Hogan probably a few times here. We, this is going to kick off what I would like to say, like the kind of modern, when the, the X-Men got the big push. Okay. This is where they really like got to the top of the card. They were, this is it. I mean, everything that flows out of this is pretty much the basis for all the popular X-Men stuff of the modern time. This is not the, you know, the early 80s stuff with Claremont and Byrne, but the modern day X-Men fan that grew up either with these books and or the cartoon, this is pretty much everything that they base it off of. So, I mean, at this time, you're going to get new artists, new writers here in a couple of, in a couple of issues, uh, splash pages, action shots, something I'll refer to later with Jim Lee, uh, <laughs> uh, chrome covers, foiled, like all of this crap that's just going to come up here. We're going to get, it's just within like a year of this, we're going to get image comics. We're going to get so much stuff that comes just like out of the jump of this X-Men book. Uh, artists, Brother Beavis, become rock stars, whereas people used to pay attention to the writers. Now, nobody gives a damn about the art, uh, about who wrote the books. It's all about the art. Yeah, and then the backlash that came from that, right? Because '90s Marvel comics was such a such a stigma for you know for the folks that gravitated to like the Vertigo line and yeah. all the you know the adult lines and things like that. It, like it, it as big as it was successful, it was like so mainstream. It was like you were a, you were like an outcast within a nerd community if you were in Marvel <laughs> '90s comics. And yeah, the alternate covers, man, that's some bullshit. They got that's us bullshit. so bad. <laughs> <laughs> they sure did. My, uh, my thought also, too, and I had this thought like earlier today when I was getting ready for this episode, I was just like, 
and y'all can tell me if I'm wrong or not. Like the X-Men going from this era, and again, we use a lot of wrestling references. This is really like when nerd shit got popular. And there's a rule, there's a, a rule of thumb or a thought here is that like, man, it got really popular. So now you got more people reading it. It's like, you know, the attitude era with WWFE or whatever. Like it got so super popular or Game of Thrones. Touch, you made this reference on that podcast a long time ago. It's like, yeah, it's great that more people are watching it. But it takes it away from like, like kind of this was ours. People and, that were, yeah. And then it, and yeah. it also gets starts to get made for people that don't really give a shit about it. It just becomes like a, a performance piece, huh? Pretty much. Um, yeah, the, yeah. It's this is where Marvel jumped a shark, I would say. <laughs> um, yeah, they yeah it went from what the comic books of the eighties and you know, panels and, you know, everybody was good and bad to what this was. And we'll get into it. Yeah, I'm going to disagree, sir. I'm going to say this is more akin to the, the, the when we, we, we got Monday Nitro. This is the start of the Monday Night Wars for comics. I, I don't think the downfall comes until after this. Nice. Because you have the image split and then you have the image versus Marvel with the hot indie program out of Philly and, you know, in Vertigo <laughs> and all that stuff. EC duh. EC so duh. this is, I, I contend this is still like, this is, this is, this is both growing the pie and figuring out who can take the biggest bite out of it. I don't think it goes, I don't think, cause, cause I, I, even though I raised the specter of our childhood being crushed, I found I enjoyed these very much going back to them. And uh, yeah. I think this is still, I don't think the shark has been jumped yet. I, I take it back to this is also kind of like how hip hop was like a certain thing for a certain time. And then, you know, we're at blame hammer for it, but it really ain't his fault altogether. But you <laughs> like some of those rappers like became was like, hey, you know, let's make kind of popular money. music. Yeah. Make money. And mm-hmm. took, took Damn street a, cred. well, it took it into a form really around this same time, too, and took it to something that it just. I don't even know what modern rap is now. Like, it, I don't what the hell that is. I, I mean, it's noise. Mumble, it's, a yeah, lot of mumbling. It's, it's just, I mean, and I think that's part of this too. Like, again, it took something that was, you know, I'm going to say it's pure, but it wasn't necessarily so pure, but it took something like this that was so pure and then just kind of gave it to the masses. And then eventually is when you give it to the masses, you have to dumb it down to the fact that, you know, where you can read a book in like 35 seconds. Whereas these books take you a solid 35 minutes to read because uh, they're just so whatever with the dialogue. So I think right, so the, the other thing, too, is this is where, you know, you start to have the the artistic creators are driving the storyline more. And then we found yeah. out none of them could actually craft a story. Yeah. And so, <laughs> I mean, I, I think that does ultimately become the downfall is you yeah. you have you don't you no longer have this someone who's kind of the book boss or who's primarily focused on the story, you have, you're drawing the story from the art and it falls apart. So I think that's where we start to see continuity unravel and become less and less important, which has left us in the modern comics, which is like every book is, is essentially in a separate universe. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's, this is, we're going to go from issue one, which we're going to start tonight all the way up until issue 25 and talk about Chrome, 3D covers uh, where Wolverine gets his adamantium ripped out. Uh, spoiler alert. And um, 
you know, we'll be jumping back in between the other Uncanny X-Men book a little bit, too, because of some crossovers. We'll go through Executioner's Song, which runs through these particular books as well or to this particular run. You know, for the tonight, we're like in the first couple of weeks, it'll be one issue. But then keeping it 100. Um, a couple of these books, especially after Claremont leaves, after issue three, they suck. Uh, there's some sucky villains. There's some sucky stories. So we'll be combining some of those. So this ain't going to be a 25 issue, <laughs> 25 episode season 11. We'll be, yeah, if you're a big fan of Mojo. Oof. This might be the wrong Oof. podcast. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's, it's, or Shinobi Shaw or Omega Red. If you're fans of those characters, this is going to get ugly for you later on. Omega Red started off all right, but he went left quick. Yeah. <laughs> I still don't know anything about him, really. The quintessential. I mean, he really don't need to know nothing about him. Yeah, the quintessential. And how Deadpool became the the most whatever out of that group is yeah, another man. problem. Classic '90s big pockets, big muscles, yeah. big whatever villain. Rob Blyfield added. I mean, subtracted yes. more than he added to the whole experience, in my opinion. Yeah, his, yeah. his characters so comes- are more popular now than ever, but unfortunately. So this issue mm. comes out in October of 91. I'm firmly stuck in college at this point in time. Definitely not collecting any comic books. Anybody actively collecting in October of 91? No. Uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I was. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I got back in like two se- X-Men 274. So mm-hmm. I was like a year or two years back in. Okay. Yeah, Sandman, you were back in as well at this time. Yeah, this is when I was in Alaska too. You know how hard it is to find a fucking comic book store in Alaska. <laughs> <laughs> run, actually, run actually, the idea run run together. Together. Down town, but, uh, yeah. <laughs> there we go. Um, how'd you move like that? How'd you do that? How'd you move? <laughs> oh no. Okay, nice. All right, so, um, so yeah, the multiple Powers? covers. Did you yeah. buy all the covers, Brother Beavers, if you were yeah. in the game? Of course I. Yeah, of course I bought. I probably have multiple of a couple of them. Nice. Yeah. You got I the got Chrome that. covers? I don't remember this. <laughs> this one was. I don't remember this one being a Chrome cover. This was four different covers, and yeah. then the wraparound. There was five of them, but one of them was all four together. Mm-hmm. Right. So yeah, I stocked up on the one that had Arch- Archangel and Colossus because those are my favorite characters. I have like uh, wait a minute, that sounds like saccharism. <laughs> you're, you're about to catch it. Oh, uh, saccharism. Um, yeah, I uh, I didn't get back in the game until like '96 because I, and... I suckered you in with the uh, yes, yes, the, the Age, Age of Apocalypse, motherfucker. Apocalypse. I got back in, and so I had to start go back dating to go get books. And here I am thinking I'm going in there and getting like, oh, I'm going to get these covers. Like, oh, it's only like $5 or whatever. And like, man, it was like probably the fifth, sixth printing of the shit. Exactly. <laughs> I was like, I didn't know. Uh, so, yeah, but I, I got back in at that particular time. So, yeah, this is um, this is good. All right, we're going to jump into this now. Uh, let's get ready. Do we want to do the share screen? You want to see it? Or is that too much? I don't want it to get taken down. I'm trying to yeah. find it. <laughs> no, the vid- it. it's video that gets taken down. But I- I'll understand. I understand. All right, yeah. So let's see. This book begins in space, bitches. <laughs> uh, uh, there's a group of astronauts that are searching for asteroid M. Uh, and Why? And t- looking for Magneto. We'll get to that. <laughs> All right, Brother Revis, you're going to have 30 seconds to give the backstory 
as to where the hell Magneto was or why he was in Asteroid M and not chilling on Earth. 30 okay. seconds. Go. So he had been the head. So in, in issue 200, uh, Professor X died, turned over the new, the new mutants uh, um, to Magneto. Magneto. Magneto was with them for a while, got embedded in the Hellfire Club, and then he thought the new mutants died. So he was meandering for a while. He tried to be sort of peaceful and people kept coming up to him like he was the villain. So then he just tried to distance himself from the world, uh, mm. which led him to <clears throat> um, right before this, where he had he had confronted Zaladane. She was trying to steal his powers. So Rogue and Shield and everybody were trying to recruit him back. He was like, you know what? This just isn't going to work. And he mm. split. Okay. Yeah. So he's he's chilling on Asteroid M at this particular time. If y'all enjoyed that, he's got to have an – I'm going to give him a minute for this other thing here, a couple of seconds. <laughs> um, so they they find Magneto. He comes out full uniform. I mean, this is the flowing locks. This is where you really see the art of Jim Lee. And it's just like, wow, like this book looks like amazing. You know, uh, I mean, this dude really knows what the hell he's doing with these particular books. Doctor and you can Jim see Lee, why right? he's up. Is he? I, I thought he was a real doctor or something. Really? He's got a PhD or I never heard that one. But man, Magneto's in chill mode at this particular time. Like he is not trying to get engaged and fight and anything like that. He just wants to be left alone. And yet, people keep coming up and messing with him. Um, well, but the, there there is there is no statute limitations on murdering hundreds of folks in a submarine <laughs> and various other things. Yeah, that followed him around a long yeah. time. Yeah. That was like that was like the I Quit match. That was like Tully and the I Quit match. <laughs> Everybody, everywhere I go, everybody got to bring up that damn submarine. <laughs> the ruse here is that it's really not a group of astronauts, or not just a group of astronauts. There is a group of mutants on there, and they have snuck aboard this ship or stole this uh, spaceship to get into space, to get the asteroid in, uh, to get to Magneto. For what purpose? Dun, dun, dun. It'll come back here in a little bit. Uh, you know, again, like, when you open that page and you see Magneto with his flowing locks staring into space like that, it's just like, wow, this is an incredible page or whatever. And, you know, again, I like Jim Lee's art. I never had a real problem with Jim Lee's art. The problem becomes with Jim Lee and others is that once you got into their books, or at least once they got them up from under the thumb of Marvel, it's like, hey, I want to read something. One, the story probably sucked. And then two, the books would come out shit i mean never you know you get one issue and then you might not get the second issue until a a year or two years later i mean it was just like such it was just awful you know but like i'm gonna keep it a thousand percent wildcats uh gen 13 (laughs) all them books suck hey hey I have uh, Gen 13. Those I books I didn't get suck. Wild, I looked at the Wildcats, but <laughs> that was nice. Right. Oh, come on, man. They had a great cartoon at one time. The Max, too. Yeah. Oh, the Max was good. <laughs> the Max was good. Well, the, I, I never read the books. The TV show was actually pretty good. But Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, before we get to why those or who those people are on that ship, we go back to Earth. We're at the Russian Cape for Canaveral. I have a note in here that says, one, it says Claremont used every word in the dictionary. And then two, 
Like, I wonder if that really, like, whatever town he shouted that out, is that really, like, the Russia Cape Canaveral? <laughs> like, did this nigga go and look up in a book someplace to, like, oh, well, this is where they shoot their rockets off in Russia? Like, I wonder if that's actually true. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, so the Russians are worried that Magneto is going to strike them as he had, you know, because he's 150 miles above Russian airspace. And, obviously, history is between them is not so great. And so we get white Nick Fury. Uh, it's been a minute. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's been a minute. Like White Nick Fury. That's uh, I mean, you think about it. When did he like? I mean, has he been replaced? Have you seen White Nick Fury in modern comics? I can't remember. He is, he is coming back. He is. Yeah, I saw an article about that recently. I can't remember how they make the switch. If there yeah. was any, if there was anything behind it, or just one day he was black. Well, I think he was black in the Ultimates in that Ultimate line of oh. comic books, and I don't know if he somehow just got ported over uh, from some crossover yeah. or something like that. But I mean, mm. Big Fury as at least a white character is not, it, as far as any books that we've obviously been reading on this podcast, I haven't seen Nick Fury in anything. But I mean, he could be. I mean, they've they've essentially given his job to like. Uh, like not Maria Hill, like Sword and like all those, like that group. That's essentially what they do now. So I, I don't know that he has any real point. I mean, everyone's been director of Shield by this point. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right. So yeah. So we see Nick Fury there. He's briefing the president. Remember when presidents did um like you know security briefings? Yeah, it was a different time. Um. So uh, <laughs> he says that the group of hijackers are allegedly uh sympathetic to Magneto. And, uh, you know, he's like, well, you know, I would feel the same way. You know, maybe we should do something about it. And Nick Fury's like, oh, you know, maybe there's an alternative to this. And dun, dun, dun. You're not going to comment on the Magneto costume? Oh, which one? The, his new mutants costume. That oh, was from the when M? he was a new mutants with the, <laughs> with the M. 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 And, and the, the, the full M right here. gloves. Yeah. yeah. Awful. Nice. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we should let that go for him. Um, so we go to Xavier's Institute. Look at the freaking preview that Claremont gives for the Xavier Institute. Up in upstate New York, down uh, Salem Center, do, uh, uh, a twist and a turn through Greymalkin Lane. I mean, it's just like, <laughs> so many of a state that predates the Revolutionary War when this could still be called Indian country. Come on, Chris, you're better than that. Yeah. <laughs> oh man that's awful oh god so yeah it's just so many words so many plot boxes as well uh and so yeah, we're, getting into, yeah, we're getting into a training exercise here now again we've done this podcast uh a different version of, uh, of the podcast for x-men animated series this is the team y'all Pretty i much. mean in costumes this is it you know except wolverine is in in brown here instead of the yellow and blue or whatever but oh geez, Jim Lee was born in August. Thank you. For yeah, yeah, don't worry about he it. Ain't a doctor. Well, he ain't a doctor. He's not a doctor. He was studying to be one. There he you went go. To Princeton. His daddy, nice. his daddy was a doctor. Nice. The page, yeah. the the art detail on this page is amazing. Like with all them there, it, it's just um. I mean, he is he is was very talented at what he did. Like I can totally see that. And somehow back then he was able to get a book out on time. Those were the days. Uh, when, yeah. when you're struggling, you can or whatever, you ain't quite established yet. You kind of stay on uh on point. Yeah. 
they all figured out when they were their own boss that they really didn't want to go to work. <laughs> it's hard to be the boss and the drawer and the yeah. everything else. Yeah. They're like, you know what I always hated about this job? The work. The drawing. Yeah. yeah. I'm on the paycheck. And again, I kind of hinted at this before. It's like, I mean, this is literally when the artists became rock stars, man. Like I've heard those stories about they would just go and sign a book and people would just run. I mean, they were literally like the Beatles, him and Liefeld, Sylvester and all those dudes. I mean, this was like something else. And again, Hutch, you think it's the downfall or whatever, but, you know, uh, shortly thereafter, it, all those image books, mate, it just, it was, you know, it, it collapsed on itself. And all those dudes within five years from now are all working back at Marvel. Well, know, that, I mean, well, two things. Now, I when I was at Ohio State, a brand new comic book store opened up on High Street, the main street wow. at Ohio State. George yeah. Perez went to that, to this comic book store, and he did a little drawing of Wonder Woman on this freaking, on the wall. That place got more traffic just because of that freaking George Perez drawing. Wow. So, I mean, he was That's treated cool. like a rock star as far as that goes. And, and he I, was old. George Perez was old then. I mean, that's 1988, 89 or so. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, I mean, but these dudes, you know, Liefeld and all them, they're young dudes or whatever. Not that there was any chicks there, but, I mean, you know, beyond nerds chasing you and, you know, getting you to try to sign everything and throwing books in the air, and, you know, like all this kind of crap. It was just a nut time for them. I don't I don't remember no cosplay at, at any of the conventions at the time. No, no. Mm-hmm. Too soon. Oh, all right. Mean. So the game is tag, y'all. Uh, the teams are getting split up. They have to tag Professor Xavier. Uh, he's in the room with Gene somewhere in the mansion. Scott is running the producer's board uh, with Beast, Banshee, and Forge. Uh, I don't know, know who that is. Yeah, it's got <laughs> all this thing. And so ba- Banshee Xavier, and Forge like, like held down the fort at the right, right before all the X-Men came back from wherever they had been. They were like the leader of the the X-Men B++ team that leads into the Mirror Island side. Mm-hmm. Wasn't this right after Inferno? Like all that crazy bullshit? No, no it was later something. than that. It's, it two, it's that. like at least two crossovers after that, perhaps yeah. three. Oh, God. Because well, the, the Extinction Agenda was in um, oh, Genosha, okay. and then, yeah. then the Mirror Island saga was essentially another crossover. Yeah. And okay. it's immediately following that. You're about to get your, your shot here to explain why Xavier is back because Xavier is back, y'all. And he's in the yellow chair, just like he is in the freaking the cartoon. Gene is in that ridiculous costume that she is in the, the Wonder Woman costume. Yeah. Oh my God. It's I so don't terrible. dislike her costume as much in this as I do in the cartoon. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's because Jim Lee is drawing it. Yeah. It looks a lot better with his artwork. Yeah. I, yeah. I see. Um, so. For what I remember, and again, Brother Reeves is going to regale us with this research that he has done over weeks here. Um, I remember Xavier was out getting some intergalactic tail. Um, yes. And that's why he left. <laughs> that's, that's why I again? Yeah, no, but he's telling me, no, I read his notes. I'm telling him he's saying that's not it. All right, so tell us where he was. And also, why does nigga think he can come back from being gone for years that he can come back and just rule the team again. Like, man, you ain't been here for years. All right, Brother Beavis. Because so he, he got the he, money. 
he was with the Shi'ar, but what what set that series of events? If you remember back in like the one ninety nine range when he was dressing like Pat Benatar with the headband and the yellow jumpsuit. Oh yeah, that was. He all- got clocked in the head with a brick and got his ass kicked, and he right. he was gonna die. Um, that's when oh, he yeah. so he got. That's where they took. Then the Shi'ar took him um, to try and save him, and that's where he left Magneto in charge, or he did right. die. He and they took his body or something, whatever. Yeah, so he's been with them ever since. And then uh, in between the Extinction Extinction Agenda and Muir Island Saga, uh, Lila Cheney drew the X-Men into a conflict, and it was the Skrulls had uh, taken over a bunch of the Shi'ar, and they had been using his mental – they had enslaved him to use his mental powers and um, had taken over Lalandra. So Deathbird actually – actually teamed up with the X-Men and then they got half of them got like mind controlled. So you had here on hero violence and then the shadow King and he beat the shadow King, but the shadow King destroyed his body. And so he has broken legs again. Mm-hmm. Now as to why he uh, is in charge again, I think it's just cause he's a dick. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's known. Yeah. <laughs> he, he is a, he's the owner of the franchise. You, you can't Jones. tell Jerry Jones. He hey. has the copyright anyway. Right, it's his shit. The shit says X Men. Yeah, he's he's done this to both Cyclops and Storm, and now they're both back together, and he's doing it again with all of them there this time. Because yeah. they are it's employees of Xavier Incorporated. I am the boss. You it's don't like it, man. Magneto, Julie <laughs> Goo Goo. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> Y'all tell me a podcast where Xavier was contrasted with Jerry Jones and Vince McMahon, and I <laughs> will tell you it's this podcast. All right. So um, uh, the big difference I says I saw uh, that the difference between these comic books and modern comic books is what I like to call, and we have called, not just me, the Justice League Super Friend cartoon explanation principle. <laughs> because when shit happens, they literally like you can see it happening on the screen, <laughs> but you also now need to explain it to me as well. As you know, as Rogue is like, oh, there's some missile. Oh no, Iceman's like, oh, the uh, missiles are hot and they're burning my shit. Like, yeah. like, yeah, we can, we can, we can see that, Robert. Robert. <laughs> it's happening right in front of us. So, uh, yeah, they explain everything, which just increases the amount of words in the damn comic book, which, again, doesn't exist now. It would just play out on the screen now, and you would just know. Again, maybe that's a good thing. Maybe it's not. I mean, we, that's just so obvious. We just read that entire, like, series and was like, who is that other white that white dude in Luke Cage's crew? <laughs> like, like, can you throw a word box around or something? <laughs> something who is yeah, this guy? Like, all these people look exactly alike. Yeah. Uh, Iceman is useless <laughs> in 1991. Everybody agrees. He's useless yeah. now. Yeah, yeah. Well, even then, though he's a ain't he a mega level now. He's ah, an omega yeah, level, he's an omega level mutant. mutant. Right. Their ah, eternal ah, quest whoosh. to try to make him useful. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and he's still whoosh. not. <laughs> and then Rogue uh takes the heat seeking missiles and destroys them right at the whatever, and that opens up the way for. Hutch's boy, the vanilla big man himself, uh, Colossus um, gets hey, dropped off I by Archangel. I'm not going to be on this podcast while y'all be bad talking Colossus. <laughs> well, he does get – this is like a typical Colossus, too, because they didn't really know what to do with him then either. It's like, rawr, and he gets in there, and he's about to play tag, and he gets taken out literally in half a panel by Gene. Like, oh, well, okay, thank you. 
Like he made a, I mean, that shot of him dropping out of the sky is awesome. And then he gets crumbled like in a half panel. <laughs> so, uh, uh, that's yeah, I'm, I'm still talking to people. Yeah. You keep changing the screens, bro. Uh, just, it's going through a thing. That's a it's phase. It's going through a thing. Going back a to gallery. It does it all by itself. Wow. It has go. a phase thing. All right. So, yeah. um, so Assault Team Bravo is Psylocke, Wolverine, and Gambit. Uh, better send some robots. So Gambit, <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, so he can use Wolverine's powers here or whatever. Uh, and then Gambit goes into business for himself. Wrestling term, fuck you, Hulk Hogan. And um, he sneaks in there. He thinks he gets to drop on Gene, and then he gives her the big old kiss. No, oh, what you say, oh girl? Hmm? And uh, he get it's a Doom Bot. And he gets like exploded or whatever. And then Cyclops got jokes for Gambit, uh, brother Beavis. He got jokes. I'm gonna drop a bus on, on Gambit. Yeah. This is, uh, this is kind of classic X-Men to me. You got the banter, you know, Cyclops is, you know, he's got some confidence. He's in charge. You have, you know, the teamwork. Yeah. I mean, this, I was reading this. I was like, this is why I don't like anything now because there's none of this anymore. Nope. In the X Men specifically, yeah, specifically, yeah. Um, yeah, Wolverine's claws come out the full floor like Carrie style or whatever, and you know he gets the tag, and then there's this bit bit between Wolverine and Cyclops where he almost, you know, hey, your adamantium claws or whatever, you know, you could have slipped. That's why I don't slip, bub. You know, <laughs> whatever. I mean, it, you know, it it is the X-Men that we kind of grew up with just with an exceptional level of art, you know, Claremont's on his game here. Jim Lee is on his game. I mean, this is just, this is what people liked and enjoyed. Hutch, why are you rolling your eyes? Man? I, uh, this is the, yeah, this is, uh, yeah, this is, this is the beginning of whatever. I'm, I'm I'm trying to figure out how they broke up these, how they made these teams too. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a different story. Yeah, that, that is a different is story. I'm right. They got too many members for one thing. Yeah, yeah, but that's why there's blue and gold. And Xavier name drops it later. Um, yeah, there's a line in here where he tells where with the claws, he's like, "Back off, Wolverine." I was like, I read that in Cyclops' animated voice. Like, <laughs> yeah actually as far as the teams i mean i think it's almost like you could read into it if you really if you really want to dissect this i think the allocation of people the gold team is a show of no confidence and storm on behalf of (laughs) because he gives cyclops all the troublemakers right he basically gives storm all all the people that are like family and they have like no internal drama. It's just yeah. I think it's I think it's psych I think it's it's a playing favorites. Mm, well, that wouldn't be the first time Xavier played favorites with Cyclops. Uh but yeah. Mm. All right. Yeah. Wolverine's like, I even use some of that teamwork shit, you know. Mm. Whatever. Um uh, but they want to keep training, you know, Cyclops want them to keep training, they gotta get better at things. Uh I mean whatever. What? 20 years yeah. and ain't figured it out yet? Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> but this is classic Cyclops, too, where, you know, it's like you got to keep pushing and training, you know, through the danger room and all that other stuff. Wolverine's like, no thank you either. You're, but, you're, you're the one with remarkable fighting, sir. <laughs> <laughs> I've been doing this for two – Wolverine's been doing it for 200 years. Yeah, I think I got this too. figured out. 
Like uh, Lucas fighting is remarkable. I thought it was excellent. Maybe, yeah. I, I think Whatever. he's remarkable now. Don't start the that's really that's really high for. I think he's remarkable, good. excellent, typical, excellent. But he fires his beams with amazing accuracy. Or something amazing, like yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I think remember it's that. monstrous, ain't it? it but what well, it hits from it hits for monstrous damage. I think. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. It's been kicking up for a while. Nice. We're, we're <laughs> um, so <laughs> after that, Fury comes in and, and and briefs them on the Magneto situation. Uh, hey, Fury, holy yeah. mackerel! And so he, he was part of the the storyline in two thousand or two seventy, like four through six, where Magneto was in the Savage Land with Zaladane and Rogue. They eventually they were teamed up with Kazar, which you know obviously that was not useful. So then right. Shield showed up as well, um, and it became like Nick Fury, Shield, Kazar, or Nick Fury, Rogue, Kazar, and Magneto against Zaladane and the Anim- Animaniacs or whoever that is. <laughs> oh yeah! Oh yeah! Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that was it. That's the big That's one. It. You broke it. Oh, uh, yeah, Rogue is real worried about this. My note says here, I was like, oh, because this is after they fucked in the Savage Land. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Magneto got that uh, that uh, magnetic kind of somehow. He was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm just going to try. He's like, have you seen my Rogue? <laughs> <laughs> he was like, I worked on the wasp. Yeah. Uh, mind you, though, that the Rogue Savage Land costume has created quite the cosplay. Uh, <laughs> um, Top notch choice. Uh, yeah. So as they're arguing about this, Storm is the voice of reason in this situation and really about the only dialogue she gets in the damn book. He was like, you know, he was our ally. And Wolverine is kind of on his side, too. You know, he's like, you know, everybody's got a Everybody's got a little bit of a dark past. Well, I mean, the foreshadowing for what's going to happen 25 issues from now. Um, you know, Xavier is hoping for the best, says for the worst. You know, he backs Cyclops thing of two teams, you know, your blue team and your gold team or whatever. And then there's Moira there. Isn't it weird seeing Moira now? Every time I see her in a book, yeah. like I keep going back to House of X, man. It's very weird to like, you know, kind of like what version of Moira in world is this or whatever. It's kind of. Yeah, well, the, well, the, the fact that they up. just automatically they yeah. ma- automatically just made her. That's what it means. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's a pariah. Yeah. When you gave me my yeah. homework assignment, I was trying to do some without reading the books. I was trying to do some research, and it was funny because I was reading Professor X's history, and I kind of know like from the X Men one up through like his original story. But if you read it now, they've like retcon dropped all every little character in his story, and oh by the way. Uh, he met Sage shortly after blah blah blah, and they found yeah. him. like, "What? Sage was like the Hellfire Club's valet." What? Is- yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Sage. Oh my. The dealer Lord. thing. Oh. oh, yeah. oh, oh yeah. Got him again. So back on asteroid M. Uh, an argument breaks out between the real astronauts uh, and what we'll see, what we know will later be the acolytes. Um, we also get the first flat scan reference. Uh, the acolytes make their appearance in the X-Men animated series at some point too. Um, uh, Magneto's, you know, in his Hugh Hefner digs, y'all. Like, I mean, he's really kind of comes out there and rogue. <laughs> like, he's, Space kimono. I mean, he is not me. Could you imagine you hosting a dinner party? This nigga come downstairs like this. It's like, hey. Uh, hey, that, that's his home. Yeah, that's his home, man. Yeah, we had a right. swingers party? Like, right. 
I mean, because I don't really I'm, know. I'm Shift X, bitch. What you got? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so, but then Acolyte, she kind of seeks his help out or whatever. It's, I mean, she's a complete red shirt, although I think they actually, I think um, Fabian Cortez actually saves her later on, even right, though she gets yeah. shot all to be damned. Um, but she, I thought she was a red shirt. Can y'all name an Acoly- uh, any Acolytes? Besides uh, Delgado, Fabian Cortez, Amelia Vote, Amelia Vote, yeah, mm-hmm. there's some no, other dudes. Frenzy, Frenzy. Frenzy. Are those the original? Uh, are they in I the original? Frenzy was no, uh, that was later on. Frenzy was Frenzy was with the uh, with she was an X Factor villain at first. Yeah, yeah, but she wasn't in a, this original group of acolytes. I don't uh, think Frenzy. I thought Frenzy was with the press gang on Genosha. Or I'm thinking that they they had a they had a character who was remarkably like Frenzy. If it was mm-hmm. mm. yeah. There ain't that many black mutants that ain't Storm. Yeah, mm. also or, true. That's female. So you're, uh, yeah. Well, but, at the as the mutant falls, Cortez convinces Magneto like you need to do something with these flat scans. You know, something show them what's what's up. You know that we're not gonna take it. You know we're not gonna take it speech anymore. Uh, then next it says Xavier School, which I read in Gambit's voice as I was reading. It was like, hey, Xavier School, <laughs> your brother. All right, so um, yeah, so we get the blue and gold reference, and then again, there's these great Jim Lee action shots. I mean, this is kind of what he's known for, where you have the whole team standing there. Beast is never not snarling. Um, every pretty much <laughs> shot, he's just like, ah, you know, <laughs> Yeah, it's just like, ah, yeah, even right, when right. he like has a mouthful of dialogue, it's still like, you know, well, Archimedes said, ah, uh, with this thing. So, um, but yeah, this is just great uh, Jim Lee stuff here. So the blue team's heading on to the Blackbird, Cyclops, Wolverine, Beast, Gambit, and Rogue, uh, Storm Steve. I, re- I remember that when these were coming out, I'm like, well, what about the gold team? Or the gold team book came out and I was like, well. What happened to the, because it, like, they pick up almost like at issue four of this. Yeah. Like 281 yeah. is set like mm-hmm. at issue four. I'm like, well, oh, what were they doing? And yeah. what happened to the rest of bitch, buy more books. <laughs> <laughs> but that, bringing it back to the beginning then too, like this is kind of that time too, where you were like, hey, you need to go buy some other books. You want to know what's going to happen? There's no discontinuous storyline shit. Like, yeah. I'm going to need you to buy this one. And then this story is going to continue in whatever. And I mean, and again, thinking about currently right now, this X of Swords freaking crossover, it's 21, it's 21 issues, like from beginning to end. This is who, who money-wise, let alone time-wise, has the time to be reading 21 issues. Come on, man. Like, that's just- 21 that's, at what, three, $4 each? Or how, how much am book or no, at the time, yeah. Uh, and no, I'm talking about now. X of Swords now is like 21 parts. I, I got to like parts. 21. Parts. And I was just like, you know what? They trying to do a whole tarot deck? What the hell? I'll, I'll wait for the graphic. I'll wait for the graphic novel, or yeah. not, because the six issues in, I was just like, this is boring as hell. Anyway, anywho, um, so Magneto in a callback to issue number one of the X Men, where he and episode like three of the cartoon where he uh, sinks the Russian ship uh, and what is that show uh what's that movie x-men uh days of future class yeah. no yeah. first class oh, first sinks, class yeah, yeah oh, where he sinks class. The, the the Russian ships or whatever like, they really kind of beat this in the ground 
Um, well, he didn't sink it. He tries to snag it out of the water, right? He, well, he did pull it out of the water. Yeah. Yeah. And then he threw it on the, that beach at the, in the finale. <laughs> yeah. So Overacting. A little, a little less rushes dying. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, so he just goes to get the nuclear weapons and he, you know, kind of submerges from there. Uh, so many plot boxes is what my note says. And then we get our first comic book fight. <laughs> fight. Um, Rogue attempts to reason with uh, him. That doesn't work uh, at all. I got them draws. Get out of my face, bitch. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> uh, <laughs> my accident that you're, you're on the same brain as me. I said, it, my note says Rogue attempts reason. I said, maybe she should have led with titties. Um, that probably would have <laughs> stopped this. Second, second best answer on the uh, yeah. board. Yeah, they try talking. It doesn't work. And it, essentially, I mean, you know, this is Cyclops' fault. You know, this is literally Cyclops yeah, doing Cyclops his best. Yeah, Cyclops' fault. Yeah, this is Cyclops <laughs> doing his best uh, uh, dude from Guardians of the Galaxy and X-Men and Avengers, man. <laughs> it's just, it's just, he just precipitates this whole thing. He doesn't help it at all. Well, you got to remember, the, the storyline here Why? is that the original X-Men, Magneto was their arch enemy. And while for the for the hundred issues or the seventy five issues where he was an ally of Storm's team, X Factor was in a completely different storyline, and they were like, "Oh, you know, they're running around with Magneto. We got to believe things the liberal media is saying about them." Uh, <laughs> so they only recently reconnected, and for them, it's for them. This is like you know, this is like issue two of the original series, and Magneto is yeah. still the bad guy, yeah. and Gambit don't give a fuck. Gavin, don't give a fuck. We're gonna get a great shot of him and bees. Um, <laughs> uh, then they try to like how? Did, but here, Cyclops is this great leader, right? How are he gonna try to sneak a whole ass metal ship at Magneto? Like, oh, we're gonna sneak up behind him in a plane, really? Yeah. Cool? And, really? and of all people, Cyclops yeah. of all people, that was about as dumb as it gets. Well, <laughs> first off, I mean, Colossus should always be on the. You know what? This ain't the. And, and we'll be <laughs> showing up to the Magneto fights. I mean, that's about the dumbest shit ever. Yeah, I'm gonna take he's that like, COVID tag out. He's yeah, like, can yeah. we can we fight Proteus again? <laughs> I mean, that's yeah. a dumb. I mean, that's a dumb shit. Colossus. Oh uh, yeah, I'm metal. Yeah. That's the dude who controls uh mag or or metals through magnetism. Yeah, I'm yeah. gonna be I'm gonna be really good in this fight. Uh, no, you're not. <laughs> Hold on, I gotta, I gotta text my kids. My battery is dying. Bring me power cord. They are not gonna answer your Sorry. text. They will. That's all they're doing. Um, so, um, this is bad. So let's say, I didn't say they weren't on their phone. Oh no, they're, not gonna answer. they're like, whatever, yeah. dad. Yeah, they're yeah, beating your kids, bringing you food. That's yeah. all. <laughs> I got food. It's in me the cord. The beatings will commence if I don't Cure get the cord. Peanut sandwich with this much yes. milk. Yeah, this. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh god, that's awful too. All right, so Magneto's like, if I was the bad guy, I said y'all said I was, I would have just killed all of y'all, but like, I, I don't. Uh, we get that shot of Gambit and Beast jumping out of the plane or whatever. Uh, Beast drops Gambit off, and this. When you see in those little bit of panels there, one, the art is incredible. This is why I think people like Gambit as well. Like, that's a great bit where he does his acrobatics. He throws the cards. Like, I mean, he really does a good bit of, they said you weren't going to bring it to me, but they don't know. 
Could you go plug it in though too? Like why are you Wow, they brought you that they gotta plug it in too? Yeah, good Man, for that. I wouldn't have brought it to you. I, I wouldn't either. I'm doing I'm sweet. Yeah. And the boy didn't come. So um right. yeah. <laughs> so uh, but yeah, I so, think I, I think that's why they like gambit here. Yeah, and, and I just I went through this like last night or whenever I read up on these. Like between the time he gets introed and now, like he gets a constant push. Like he is saving yeah. them from everybody. He's he's just racking up wins against everybody. Yeah, he gets ladies a- love cool gambit. That's right. Yeah, he's yeah, he looks great. I mean, you know, he looks great in these books. He you know, he does just enough or whatever to you know like, oh I think this is why. You can see why he got picked. For the cartoon, yeah, you know, like yeah. out of these books, he's flamboyant. We're gonna have a running count of how this goes through the entire run on this. Uh, the fir- we get our first the totality of my telepathic oh. powers. We need to, that's Shit. one. I'm just, <laughs> just letting you know we're Psylocke, and we'll deal with the whole Psylocke thing because these books we deal with Psylocke and revenge and. Oh Jesus! Straight up image storytelling here coming that's up, about- boy. It's about a trilogy of shows in its own to explain that. Oh bullshit. my god! Yeah, this is <laughs> this is crazy. So yeah, so Psylocke gets distracted. She's th- going to use the totality of her powers, but uh, yeah, it doesn't work out. Then Wolverine gets to drop on him, you know, and he thought he, you know, everybody's just coming at him, and he's just like, "What the fuck, man? Yeah. <laughs> like I didn't do nothing. Like why are y'all trying to hit me up like this?" Um, You're a you Republican. Know. Yeah. <laughs> Well, we get the uh, Cyclops thought box. Oh, that's like when I met Wolverine the first time. He's in his Berserker's Fury, you know. Like I mean, it's like. And the irony is, who started the fight, dude? It was you dropping beast <laughs> and gambit on people. <laughs> Don't start none. Won't be none. Yes, Don't nothing. Start no SH, won't be no IT. Yes. Uh, so Magneto yeah. gets and hit. Then, yeah. And then, yeah. Don't your berserk your fury. Let me blow you through the wall. Yeah, yeah. and go make them bones that them people you killed 75 years ago. How about that? How about that? Uh, and that just doesn't go well. So he's just like, you know what? I'm just going to take these missiles and get the fuck out of here. And, you know, he tries to pull up. Rogue gives chase. You know, again, I probably should have led with Teddy's. Um, And she tries to approach him with reason. Like, look, you know, Cyclops messed up and all, but you know, we could try to work this out. You're making everybody, you're spooking everybody and giving them, you know, you know, making them scared. And make, um, make, make your, uh, make your reason roll with typical reason. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right, <what> the, <laughs> well, I, I also put in my notes here, just from a psychological perspective, this is Cyclops trying to impress his wheelchair daddy. Like, <laughs> okay, like I can do this without you. I can take down the one enemy that you couldn't take down. Dad. Dad, and you know I'm gonna do it, and you know that's the reason. I think that's the reason why he went so overboard in this, you know, because even Xavier before they went out, he was like, you know, we're gonna hope for the best, you know, you know, doesn't have to necessarily go that way, but obviously it did. But and and also he's this is Cyclops returning to the X Men for the first mm-hmm. time in yeah. you know 150 years. Yeah. yeah. So, um. It, her appeal goes on deaf ears. The Soviets see them in their airspace or whatever. They hit Rogue and Magneto with some, um, uh, uh, try to get them with some missiles or whatever. And then I think Magneto detonates one of the, the nuclear weapons like above ground and a big explosion in the Earth's atmosphere or whatever. And, you know, that's kind of the end of it. Um, you know, Noble part do. 
Well, they get to asteroid M and Magneto's like, I can't believe these motherfuckers attacked me. He's like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> He's like really upset by the whole thing. And Fabian Cortez is like, oh, you know, that explosion put them into the dark ages, you know, like, good job, you know, fake daddy. And he's like, oh, let me use my healing powers, you know. Yeah, come back with that later. Let me use my healing power. Well, you know what, though? Think about this from what we've read from some other books, like, recently. Magneto is straight up junkie. (laughs) He was on that. What was that? He was on that kick. He got this freaking yeah. shit with this dude. Like, I mean, Magneto got addictive personality, man. So, yeah. well, Xavier does too. Yeah. Well, what's Xavier? Yeah. On yeah. what though? What? But on what though? What's Xavier? On power. Well, Xavier has a god complex for sure. On power. <laughs> Magneto is like on manic God's depressive. Anybody? Magneto is self-medicating for manic depression. Clearly. Mm. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm just saying it was just kind of weird that there's another whole story 10, 15 years later from now with him getting hooked on another drug or somebody else, you know, hooking him up with something to enhance his powers or whatever. 15, 20 years later, the story about Xavier backstabbing everybody to be with an Illuminati. Yeah, that's true. Well, not to mention uh, the onslaught where he had a secret kill file on everybody. Onslaught, right. He's like, what, you guys don't all have one of these? No! (laughs) You don't all carry around kryptonite, Batman. And And, uh, reading people's minds, changing people's minds. Yeah. Oops! Straight up creep. That was also when they was like he was in love with Gene, too. I was like, that's creepy. Uh, Lolita. Yeah, that's awful, too. Um, So, yeah, so in the explosion, Rogue was blasted all the way back to Hammer Bay, Genosha. I'm like, that's okay. convenient. That yeah, and she's uh, you know, in the process of that getting that information and the acolytes show up. Again, another freaking huge freaking Jim Lee like kind of open page there. And then again, comic book fight. Uh we finally get another one. And Rogue is t- kicking ass in all of these books. I mean, the missiles took her out on kind of off panel or whatever. But I mean, in every fight and instance in these things, I mean, she is an absolute badass. And again, you can see why they put her on the animated team yeah. too, and uh, which is kind of great too. Like that for her, at least as a character. And again, you know, we're going to read these books up to a point, and we're going to all drop off. And then when you come back to it now, you know, at least in the House of X, Power of X, she's been when she's in Excalibur, I think. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, she had a good run in like A Force when they were doing Uncanny Avengers as well. I mean, she was a leader on those teams as well. I mean, her character arc from you know from the brotherhood to up to this point has been pretty uh pretty amazing she knocked um, out colossus too well okay but colossus <laughs> didn't colossus made it into what three minutes of however many x-men movies maybe maybe deadpool movies awful i <laughs> hope that i Delicate. hope that they're able i to forgot actually, about that i hope huh? they're actually able to make rogue like this in the movies at some point yeah because rogue with just power stealing is like Wolverine with bone claws and Beast. I mean, yeah. she's... <laughs> that ain't yeah. good. No. And I don't think anyone would ever make a movie where the X-Men team was Wolverine with bone claws and Beast. I mean, that's just sorry. Yeah, it is. Oh, yeah. Yeah. She's good. I mean, she's... I mean, I don't know. I, 
I mean, as a character, I think her design is great. Uh, so, I mean, I don't know. You know, and again, I don't know that Anna Paquin did such a terrible job. They just didn't let her do anything. Yeah, and she, they, she her power set doesn't is not. It's completely different. I mean, she is you know she is Miss Marvel, but a mutant that can also steal people's powers. Yeah, and has enough like t- traditional X Men disadvantages that becomes a more compelling character. Now, are these the first books that you guys remember where? They stopped going away from the panels and they just started making these full blown up shots of fighting. Like splash pages. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah, the gigantic splash yes. pages. Yeah. yeah. Not yeah, this this big. Yeah, this is one of the first ones I remember. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was it would be customary to have like, you know, open up on a full on a full page artwork or something like that. And I'm thinking a lot of like particularly the any of the Avengers stories or even the X Men where they were out in space or anything like that. But yeah, the especially the like the split page splash screen splash pages and the different layout and the larger panels. Yeah, I think this is the start of that. Yeah. Not this book specifically, but this is definitely right. the era. Yeah. This is that or this is that group or that's the start. Yeah. When we get those yeah, and we get those those alt with Jim Lee. And it's so funny because as we go through this book, you know, at some point in time, like issue twenty ish or so, Adam Kubert is gonna go on this book. And if you look at Adam Kubert's art, even maybe two or three years after that, all he was doing was just doing a, a, a fake Jim Lee, yeah, which I mean, which again is pretty remarkable that you could like adapt your style to even look like that. But he was yeah. just doing these, you know, with these big action shots where everybody's staring at the, you know, at the villain or staring at the camera, really staring at you about these things about getting ready to fight, you know? And again, we, I, I, I text y'all about these other shots that, you know, that are problematic now for Jim Lee or whatever. And we're going to see a couple of them here. I mean, this is the, this is the era of the, the pinup books, you know, yeah, where the lady, you know, where they were selling the pinup books. There's the dudes were in there too, I guess. I mean, I wasn't looking at them, but you know, they were selling these books. There's that huge freaking crotch shot when Psylocke crushes Magneto's head or whatever. Like, it's just, it's, I mean, like, Dude, like what? What's going on? He didn't on hate here? that. He didn't hate it either. No, I didn't hate it, but just like you know, <laughs> the gratuitous of it is like much more obvious now. It's just like, oh, okay, you know. I mean, again, we're in an era too where you know, maybe there were women obviously reading comic books back then. Obviously, not as many probably as there are right now, but like that's just like a little ass. And it gets and like he's like notoriously bad for this you know and there's yeah. some artists that are just completely known for it even now like frank what? joe i mean you know this is just what they do what was well, i mean what i remember the whole culture of the 90s back then this is madonna and bogan and that book came out and, and she's with every person of that was halfway famous back then mm. i mean basically everybody was showing their stuff literally and getting yeah. in books and getting paid mm. for it. well as Rogue is starting to get beaten up, you know, uh, Cyclops comes in with the hot tag, fuck Hulk Hogan, and um, we get this, you know, a bit about where the, you know, you're going to get this fight between the Acolytes and the X-Men, you know, and it's, um, it's, it's not that bad, I guess, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you just got these dudes on the Acolytes that you just don't really know. Delgado. Yeah. You know, and somebody can turn him, use his powers to make him like the absorbing man or some shit like that. Like he looks like the thing. This is like an alpha fight. This is like a flight with a, a fight with alpha flight level. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Goes all over. 
get a fastball special, even though they don't call it that. Hey, your screen's messing up your view there, Chief. Um, uh, and there's a Psylocke thought box in there, too, about how she enjoys fighting. You know, like, oh, I crave it. Does Wolverine say that I crave this action or whatever? Like, you never get like that. Oh, God, sir. You never get that kind of character development, like, kind of now. Like, you just, you know, nobody does thought boxes anymore. It's just like, rah, play it out on the screen. Um, so, yeah. And then Wolverine gets the drop on Fabian Cortez, and he's like, hey, you smell familiar or something to that effect. Huh? And I know this is going to play out at some point in time, but I actually don't remember how this plays out. Like, where's the connection between Fabian Cortez and where Wolverine knows Any, him? A time traveler or something? Or something? No, I don't. Think so. I That's Fitzroy that. or whatever. I think was the time. Right, Fitzroy. Yeah, yeah, I can. I, I don't um, know. I don't know about that either. No. But yeah, it's weird. I hadn't. I didn't know what the combination of the new nose. Um. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah. So they're going to deal with that, and then we go back to Xavier's school. Moira is extremely distraught. Uh, she's on her third or fifth life or whatever it is. And she's like, all of this happens. You know, she's talking to uh, Boyo uh, Banshee there. And he's like, oh, it's all my fault. You know, and she's all crying. And that ended issue number one. We have affectionately called these books um, two shit books. (laughs) And not because they're bad. (laughs) Because you can't read them in one shit. They are wordy. You get a lot for your whatever the list price on this book was. My cop, I, I have the like the trade or whatever uh from Amazon. It's it's like it's for free on uh the Kindle devices or whatever. Um oh. so you know uh, so I'm reading it from there but it's so I don't have the cover price but it I mean you get your money's worth whatever it was or is I mean you definitely get your money's worth you know looking back on it saying man what'd you think? It's only been what twenty nine years? Is that right? Yeah damn twenty nine <laughs> years. Good uh, well, it took me like 20 minutes just to get through that one splash panel with Magneto on it with his little Batman pose like this or whatever the hell it was. Yeah. Just alone. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, when you said overly wordy, Jesus Christ, it's almost as if they, uh, Claremont was trying to put more words in it just so they could squeeze out the art, the, uh, Jim Lee's artwork. I don't know how he, he fit this in between all these words. Mm-hmm. All these speak bubbles are freaking everywhere, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's 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 wordy. It's a lot of action, though. I do remember reading this originally the first time. I mean, this is in the nineties, obviously when I first read this. But I was like, man, this is a lot of action going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I did appreciate that. Um, it did kind of remind me of uh, kind of the the good era of X Men, uh, you know, the Dark Phoenix, and working up to that in a, in a lot of ways. Um. Yeah, it's yeah. Wordy is the is the word of the day. It's just uh, it's 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 Claremont. So you know, it's what he's gonna do. You're not gonna get away from that. It's just uh, it's just what he does. So you accept that going in with him. I asked that dude uh at uh, MegaCon, one of the cons that Sam and I went to. I asked him a if if my question had thirty words in it, and he gave me. Probably a fifteen minute answer. So, <laughs> so I'm standing there like holding the camera. I'm like, hey, I'm gonna post this on the thing. I was like, hey man, my arms are tired. So, just, <laughs> trust me, I wrote up what he said. He said this, but it was a lot. 
Brother Beavis, 29 years later, what do you think of this book? Yeah, I mean, it is, it's 36 pages, so it's about, you know, it's a book and a half. But yeah, you get, you get two battles, you get, um, you know, the X-Men training sequence, we're setting up the blue and gold team, you get, you know, classic Magneto, where you've got, you know, the, he has the sympathetic factor that, yeah, he's the bad guy, but you still want to root for him. Uh, I think it's great. I was writing this. So I was like, man, I, I've missed this one because we've read so much trash over the last several years. <laughs> <laughs> so, much, so much trash. So, yeah, I was like, I, I got old. I was like, oh, man, this is I missed this. So, yeah, yeah. I'm, it doesn't say great forever, but I, this was good. No. Yeah. That, this this is like going back and watching like uh, NWA championship wrestling on Saturday at, mm-hmm. you know, at six o'clock. It's like, man, I remember when wrestling used to be this hot. And then you turn on WWE or AEW, just like, man, <laughs> I don't know about this anymore. You know, I know I used to like it. And I'm trying to figure out, I'm reason reading these books. Yeah. Why did I used to like this so much? Hutch, you're going to be the contrarian. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> this for me, I mean, I didn't read it. I don't think I read it when it came out. I'm pretty sure I didn't. So I think I, I think I might be looking through your stuff around Thanksgiving or something. I don't know where. Whatever. Um, yes, I'm a child of the '80s and those X-Men books. Granted, I I mean I saw Gambit and Rogue come out of nowhere and take Colossus' spot, and the long shots <laughs> and all these other folks. Ah, that's, <laughs> this is that mess. Yeah, I, I, I again. So much comes out of this. And now I, Claremont is co-plotting this book with Jim Lee as I was reading this stuff. So, you know, he's the co-plotter on these books. And again, he, whether he, I, I know you held up your Gen 13 thing there, Hutch. That stuff is awful. <laughs> <laughs> the Gen 13, I, I, I'm looking through this right now, and it's a whole bunch of chicks in bikinis <laughs> or half-clothed. Yeah. Half-clothed. Oh, what was the other one that he used? 90s. What was the other one he did? Danger Girl. Came out nineteen ninety four. Oh yeah, Danger Girl also. That sounds familiar. Yeah, but let's don't forget the Sovereign Seven. Yeah, yeah. The artists weren't the only problems at this time. You're funny. And and what was it? Also, Phantom. What was? Oh, not Phantom. What was? What was that girl? It was. It was a. It was a underwater girl or something. Yeah, right. Oh, that wasn't that. that oh, that, uh, fathom. Yes, fathom. Yeah, fathom. Yeah. It was close. Phantom. All, all she did. She. They would always have a bikini or whatever them swimsuit yeah. issues, and I'd be like, "Well, that's what I'm looking at." <laughs> that dude died. Actually, the artist. Yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah, the, the, the artist or the yeah, writer. He died. died. No, the, the yeah. Well, he was the creator of the whole thing. Yeah, right, he, right. He died super early. Oh, oh anyway. damn. Um, but yeah, I just, I, I just, I just wonder out loud. I just wonder. It's like, okay, so. It, are these books as cool as we thought they were? Like, that's really like kind of like kind of why we go back to read some of these things. It's like it's easier for us to be like, hey, you know what? AEW does suck. You know, wrestling was so much cooler back then. But then you go back and watch some of that shit sometimes, too. And you're just like, oh, my God, fucking Jimmy Valiant. This is not cool. <laughs> you know, like it's just not. It's just a different time. So, you know, these books are like this book is really good. And actually, the first three issues are pretty good. And then it just starts to fall apart a little bit and on itself too. I mean, out of, out of these books, we're going to get 
Jim uh, Lee for 12 issues, I think 11 issues, Claremont for three. John Byrne's going to come back like very briefly or whatever on these books. And then it gets to, you know, the, you know, rotating artists there for a while until Kubert takes it over. I mean, it's just, you know, it, as such a big relaunch that this was, it still went through like some freaking changes or whatever that, you know, sustain it. Well, I'd be willing to bet too, because this was such an event and such a, a drawn out thing. I would, I'd be willing to bet that somebody like Claremont probably started to chafe about like, I bet he was getting creative input from directions he didn't care yeah. about. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure the schedule wasn't an issue, but I, I bet he's probably started to feel like there were people. And and I would, I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, Jim Lee was getting recognition that kind of, I don't know if they, how they Chief were, Chief. how their relationship was, but yeah. I would bet that, that he was probably like, and, and he may also have had the feel of like, this polished 90s style presentation is not my Mid-South Championship Wrestling and World Championship Wrestling. <laughs> you know, he might have just, he might have not wanted to be on Monday night, on Monday Nitro. So yeah. it could be well, that. We're wrestling indies. Yeah. It's, I, I mean, I don't know. I, again, this issue and the next issue and the next issue, you know, make me feel like, you know, it was like really good about what I enjoyed about the X-Men or whatever. It, but again, like it starts to fall apart. Kind of quickly, um, and that's you know it becomes unfortunate. But we'll we'll get you through the season. We'll get you up to Wolverine getting his shit yanked out because that was a monumental <laughs> moment. Who, who was in charge of Marvel? Was this still they Bob were Harris. They, they had like this is their second bankruptcy passed or whatever. I, I'm trying to remember. 1991. When did they go bankrupt? When that 97 or something? Twice or maybe three times. Let's see. This might have been when they're under that game company or whatever. Catico or whatever that name was. That that's, yeah, that's when Avi Arad, sorry ass, came in. Yeah. Yeah. I think Bob Harris is still editor-in-chief at this point. So he's mm. the one overseeing these books. And he's also going to be the one that essentially winds up creating Image Comics too <laughs> because <laughs> of not wanting to give these people their, their coins or whatever about doing whatever they were doing for these books at the time. Creative but, control. Yeah. If you've listened to any of us on this podcast, it's not that we don't, that we dislike image books or whatever, but I do. Well, let me finish it. We dislike those image books because of when it started. (laughs) It's come, it's come a long way where they've gotten to the point where it's not the, the gang of four or whatever that's, that started those books. Like, you know, there are, decent image comic books that are unassociated obviously with it i mean look man jim lee became a sellout you know he wound up taking his imprint studio and then selling it to dc i mean yeah yeah they became what they railed against yeah exactly exactly yeah money well but marvel and dc they were like y'all ain't they're the democrats and republicans we ain't let no independents come in this and take our shit (laughs) they're gonna do it they was. I'm pretty sure they're doing every dirty trick in the book to make sure they shit didn't get to where it, yeah. it needed to be. Oh, I'm sure they um, would. Yeah, yeah. I know. I get that part too. But I'm just saying, like, it's just, it's, you know. I mean, again, and I'm saying they sold out. I mean, I don't know. It was, but probably they, 15, 20 years later. Money. Yeah, exactly. Money. But they, you know, yeah. but it became a thing like, oh, let's create characters because they were thinking about, oh, you know, I mean, there was a wasn't there a Gen 13 cartoon? Yeah, yeah, there was. Yeah. 
There was a Wildstorm cartoon too. Wildstorm. Yeah. Wild, Wildcats or Wildstorm? Was it Wildcats? One that Wildcats, yeah. yeah. I didn't yeah. know what the fuck was going on, so yeah. I didn't watch much of it. They were just looking at revenue streams, like let's make these cartoons, you know, let's try to make a wild. I think there was a. Yeah, the, I know it wasn't a live action show or what. Or maybe it was a live it action movie. Live action Gen 13. Or something I think. like that. Yeah. Because you know, you go to live action? Yeah, you go to like, a comic book store and you'll see it on the shelf, man. It's just it's like, awful. oh my God. It should be like, yeah, it should be <laughs> where they used to put it. Was it $5? Yeah, where they used to put it. $5 too much. Yeah, yeah no shit. Man. So it's just, you know, they, yeah, they became what they said they didn't want to be, but they were looking at different revenue streams. They just want to get their share of the pie. And I get that, mm. you know, but. It didn't yeah. mean that they made good books. So that's that. All right. So, yeah, so we'll get y'all through this for season 11, y'all. Um, it, but good book tonight. I, I, was, I, I enjoyed that. I've read it multiple times uh, to kind of get ready for the show. But uh, I, that, that, that's a really good book. Um, a good start that off. Book of so, or Book of X, or X book, or what? what sword book? of X. Sword of X. So, yeah, X. Yeah, X swords. Uh I'll give them. I'll give them one. I'll give them one caveat before, and we'll wrap up the show. I'll give them one caveat. If that had come out without the pandemic in between, like it should have, it should have bookended at the end of Dawn of X and jumped right into that. But everything got delayed because of the pandemic. Maybe the momentum would have carried over a little bit. But since you had like a five month gap from where those books were supposed to be, it feels completely disjointed from everything else and trying to jump in on top of the fact that there's 21 fucking issues um you know over like a month and a half it's just it's just too much but when mm-hmm. it started sucking after issue hell one <laughs> <laughs> Damn. The, the alpha book yeah it was yeah that's 63 pages about beat me down so all right so we'll wrap up. Remember, you better find this podcast on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, uh, iHeartRadio. You can uh, Spotify. You can see the podcast if you subscribe to our YouTube channel. Just search at Brothers Comics. You better find this video. If you like the Cincinnati Bengals, you can find some really angry videos there, too. Um, really angry. Uh, but this one's a happier podcast. So, uh, yeah, man. So as the X-Men, the animated music starts to play us out on the podcast side, I am the producer of this podcast, and I'm signing off. Uh, Sam, man, go ahead and sign off. All right, people. We'll see you on the next episode. Man, you got to unpack them boxes. Nah. Yeah. I ain't doing that. <laughs> Furniture. Brother Beavis, sign off. All right, we'll see you next time. And that's, wait, hold on. Is there comic book boxes back there? The white ones right over your shoulder? No, that's the counter. No, that's the counter. I see it. All right. Could be. <laughs> Don't get fired. There could be some right to the right here. I mean, I don't care. Uh, could be. Could be. Uh, see you guys on the next side. Nice. All right. We'll see everybody on the other side. Peace. Peace.